Welcome back to Shred's Takes. I am joined by a guest of mine that came back in the summer, I believe, was the first time he was on this podcast. I was also on his podcast when he did one back in the summer. Sean Dubé, he's a member of the Amherst men's soccer team, and he wanted to come on today to discuss a lot of what's going on within the different soccer leagues around Europe. So just a jump right into it. Sean, first of all, thanks so much for coming. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Mike. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, let, let's start with uh, the Premier League. So, look, Le- Leicester City has been a surprise for me, right? They're third in the league right now in terms of the table. I, I, I talked to pe- uh, members of your team about why Man City and Man United are doing so well, right? But yeah. talk to me a little bit about why you think Leicester City is doing so well this year. What has changed for them? I mean, look, they've always been kind of in contention, but not quite top three. So what do you think has been changing for them this year? Why have they taken such a big jump? I know I think it partly to do with their manager. Brendan Rodgers is very experienced and he's uh, coached very good clubs. Like he was at Liverpool, he was at Celtic, and they did really well in the Scottish Premier League. Um, when he was at Liverpool, they actually were like title contenders. Like they sh- like honestly should have won the league. They had the best team, one of the best center forwards, and they were they were doing a madness. Like. They were really good, and they should have won, but, uh, like, unfortunately, there were some mistakes, and, like, it kind of cost them their, like, chance to win a title. But their manager, Brendan Rodgers, I think he's the sole reason why they're, like, sitting in third place right now. They've been very consistent. Um, They have a consistent goal scorer, Jamie Vardy. Like, that's, like, I I don't know. If you have someone like him leading the lines, like, you're definitely going to be in top five position in the Premier League. And also, like, they just have a good core unit. Like, they've pretty much kept the same squad for a while now. Um, they know each other really well. They know how to play with each other. And, I mean, that's exactly why they're in third place. And I'm not, I'm not honestly not surprised. So, again, the uh, the race within the Premier League in terms of, the, like, the standings, it's very close. It's very tight in terms of point, dif- you know, di- differentiating a lot of teams. It's really close. And talk about why you think that is, too. And, what you know, again, we all know the Premier League to be a very competitive, really good league, right? Arguably the best soccer league around the world. But talk about, because specifically this year, I feel like it's been a lot closer than it has been in past years. Do you think that's just the fact that, like, you know, management has gotten better and teams have upgraded their roster better and the coaches are employing better schemes? Or do you think it's, a, you know, a different kind of effect? Do you think it's more attributed to the fact that we're in a COVID season? To be honest with you, I'm not sure. Actually, actually, I think the COVID might have an effect on it because like there's no fans, so the games, I think, would be more even. Um, so like, I mean, when Liverpool were like the dominant team, like going to play at Anfield, like you know, you would, you know, you would lose at Anfield, like that was just a thing. But now, like you know, there's no fans, like anything can happen, and that showed. Like, I think I don't think Liverpool have won a game at home in the last like seven or eight games so you can see how they're struggling without fans and I think that's a big part of how um, the league's been so close this year um, also every team is good you know like this that's a, just the Premier League is that like every game is gonna be close I mean there's so, like a team like Leeds you know you wouldn't expect them to be you know getting points against teams like like Liverpool or or Man City or Chelsea or whatever but they can you know they can get ties. They can win games. Like they've been doing really well, and that's why they're in eleventh place after just being promoted from the championship. 
Um, so, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the, the Premier League is just absolutely crazy this year. It's been so unpredictable and very exciting to watch. Uh, and I can't wait to watch the, the remaining, like, what, eight, nine, eight games. So, yeah. So let's shift over a little bit to, to the team that you root for, Arsenal, right? They're ninth in the Premier League uh, table as the, at the moment, which is, again, that's not that's not too bad at all. But mm-hmm. talk about, you know, what is, number one, preventing them maybe from getting into that top six role? And what do you need to see from them in order to get into that top six? Because, again, you're always trying to get better, trying to get better standings because mm-hmm. it always gives you better leeway when you get into the playoff situation. So. Talk a little bit about what Arsenal can do. Number one, why they've been successful enough to get into the top 10. And then number two, what you need to see from them in order to get, have them crack higher up in the table rankings than they are right now. Yeah. I mean, for Arsenal, I think it's just consistency. Like, we can put on a, a run of, like, three games. You know, we'll win, like, three games in a row, and that's nice. But, you know, we can never, ever go on a, on a five, six-game win streak nowadays because – like honestly we this I think the squad we have right now is just not like you know it's not good enough where we can comfortably win games like every game is a tough game like we just played West Ham on uh on Sunday and like West Ham usually not the greatest team but right now they're sitting in fifth place and we were down 3-0 to West Ham at, at half I mean luckily we like came back to tie the game and grab some points but you know we're just, I don't think our squad's good enough to be winning games like that. And, you know, like, we just haven't been consistent since the beginning of the season. So, I think that's, like, two big factors. Also, I think the new coach, Mikel Arteta, like, I think he needs a little bit more time. Like, despite us being in ninth place, you know, like, I've been pretty happy about, like, the responses that we've had to, like, certain bad results. And, like... The way Mikel talks, you know, press conferences, you can understand, like, what his plan is. Like, I never feel like, you know, like, we need a change in management. Like, I, I, I like, believe in him. But also, it's this is, like, his first full year of coaching. And I think he just needs more time to, like, feel it out and then build the squad he needs to, you know, to take us back towards the top of the table and not ninth place. Um, but, yeah, honestly, it's it's been sad to be a uh, – pretty sad to be an Arsenal fan this uh this um this season but (laughs) the league is just tough that's what that's really what it is this league the premier league is is really hard yeah no i agree with you there um and let's talk about another league in europe that's been obviously being really excited which is the Serie a and Mm -hmm. uh the reason i'm excited about that is because you have teams like inter milan and ac milan that right now are leading the whole league right now in terms of standings right Inter milan's one ac milan's two which, when I, I mean, at least for me, I'm not as much of a soccer fan as you, right? Because you play the sport, you cover it more. But at least I know those teams generally to be pretty high up there. At least I know AC Milan has been good for the last couple of years. At least from like, mm-hmm. at least from like my upbringing, at least I've always heard of AC Milan. Talk mm-hmm. about, you know, look, talk about those two teams a little bit. Just talk about the league generally. Where do you see it going? The whole title race thing coming down? Because I know this is something that you wanted to bring up a little bit. Yeah, I think that. Um... God, this is another uh, like and I'm like it's just been so entertaining to watch the Serie A, um, and especially like like seeing like AC Milan and Inter Milan back at the top of the table. Like like this is something you haven't seen since like two thousand like twelve or like two thousand eleven when these teams are like really dominant. So this is this is like kind of new and 
Honestly, it's bringing back a lot of memories because, like, Inter Milan and AC Milan, those were the teams back in the day. Like, you know, that was that was that was a that was where I was at. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, I think Inter Milan have been really good, and their coach um, Antonio Conte is one. I think was one of the greatest managers around, um, and he was with Chelsea um, a couple seasons ago. He was also at Juventus way back in the day, so he has like tons of experience. And honestly, I think that's the reason why I'm into Milan, our first place. Also, um, Lukaku has been sensational since he's been at Inter Milan. He's been scoring so many goals. He's broken like Ronaldo's record, the legend Ronaldo. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And this team just does like it's just they're just doing so well right now in in the league. And like I I'm not surprised. Uh, AC Milan were kind of a shock to me because. I think a couple of seasons ago they they were like almost not playing European soccer, so it's good to see that they're like back at the top of the table. And especially like seeing Ibrahimovic back, I think has been a big inspiration for them. He's been like their main guy, their leading goal scorer, and seeing him like dominate the league again is is great. And also like Juventus have just had a history of just winning the Serie A. Like I think they've been on a like a like a four or five year streak of just winning. The Syria and um, it's really it'll be really interesting to see who win it this year and you know if Juventus will come close to like to winning it I don't know but um, it it's gonna break Juventus' streak and I'm actually yeah I've just been so ex- so excited to watch that this league because every single game has been interesting and yeah I, I'm loving it. Well, Juventus was a team I wanted to break down a little bit, too, because I see the third in the standings right now. And talk about also, because people, you know, I, I think this is, a, this is an interesting question to bring up, because you, you have the Serie A, right, which is a big league. But why does that league specifically draw, you know, draw your attention um, a lot? Because people just say, okay, I'm just going to watch the Premier League, and then when the World Cup comes on, you know, that, that, that's all I'm going to watch. But why is the Serie A such good soccer, for your, in your opinion? that people want to watch teams like AC Milan, Inter Milan, and Juventus mm-hmm. um, in that kind of whole role. I think historically, like, this league has just produced, like, some of the greatest teams, some of the greatest players. You know, Italy has always been, like, a very dominant, like, country in soccer, I can say, I guess I'll say. Um, a lot of teams from Italy have won the Champions League, you know. Um, there was that time when Italy won the World Cup, Um I think just the attention that the league gets, um, and it's much of that is to, is to do with its history of just like the players who've come. Like, there's so many legends who have played for like Juventus, AC Milan, Inter Milan that like we could talk about, and that like almost like any soccer fan you know will know. Um, and I think now, like especially now, it's like become more entertaining as Ronaldo has moved to Juventus. Um, Ibrahimovic has moved back to AC Milan. You got Lukaku doing a madness in Inter. Um, I think a lot of like players just moving to these teams as well from from other European clubs uh, is bringing a lot of attention. And um, yeah, it's just you know it's a, it's good. It's also good to see the other European competition. Like like you know you most people know what these Premier League teams are like and what and how they do in the league. But you know you can compare them against other these Italian teams and how we can start making predictions about like, you know, what's going to happen in the Champions League. And I just think that 
Serie A is like a really cool, uh, um, really cool league to watch. The game is a little bit slower, um, but that's just how Italian soccer has always been, and it, I think it makes it even more interesting to watch. So, um, yeah, that's my take on the Serie A, and I encourage like if you're a soccer fan, you know, watching Serie A games, they're very, very entertaining, or watch some highlights or something. Yeah. So Champions League, as you mentioned, let, let's jump into that, right? So look, the Champions League is a very exciting process, right? It's, it's a mixture of a bunch of different leagues and all that kind of stuff. But two teams I want to point out that, look, Bayern Munich has been an incredible team for a long time, right? We talked about this over the summer, right? That, you know, that the regard is one of the best teams in Europe, right? So everyone knows how good Bayern Munich has been, you know, the players they've been able to bring in and just the way they're run, right? I, I think... We can talk about them, but I think generally people will at least know how good Bayern Munich is, at least from a soccer's perspective. Let's mm -hmm. talk a little bit about at at Atletico Madrid mm -hmm. and speak a little bit about why you think they can be successful in the Champions League, and then also talk about what the appeal is of the Champions League, why you think it's it's so important for soccer fans to watch this. Because I think you know I hear about this saying you know people should watch the Champions League; it's great soccer. Mm -hmm. Well. Explain, like, you go talk about why Atletico Madrid has been successful and, like, what, how can they continue to the success? And then why the Champions League such a uh, has such a high appeal to uh, young soccer fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Atletico Madrid, um, honestly, like, it's a team that you, like, didn't really think about back in the day as being, like, a, like I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you didn't really, like, hear much about them. But recently, you know, when Real Madrid had a lot of success – in the Champions League, Atletico have always been that team to challenge them in the league and, um, sorry, in the league and in the Champions League. And, I mean, they've gotten mad close, like, two seasons, they, two seasons they were in the final against Madrid and they lost in PKs, and it's kind of sad, but, um, like, you know, Atletico have been a very consistently good team in Spain, um, and they're really exciting to watch. I, and I think they they might have made a mistake in selling some of their players, like like Griezmann. Um, I think if they had kept him, he really could have been like a club legend, and you know, could potentially bring him back to future Champions League finals. Um, but it's interesting that the squad they have now they got Luis Suarez from Barcelona. They have exciting young Jao Felix, um, who could be one of the best strikers in the world in the future. Um, and it was kind of sad to see them um, lose um, their last game to Chelsea because, I mean, they're dominating right now in the league. They're in first place, um, and they've been great all season. And you would have thought that with, like, Luis Suarez and more experience there, they would want to challenge for the Champions League. But, honestly, Chelsea were just were just better that day. Um, and, yeah, and I think to answer your question about how, why a lot of young people – uh, like to watch Champions League because it's the best of the best. You know, it's you got the best teams from from a few leagues, and you know you're putting them in one tournament, and you want to see who's the best. And this is where you see like the best players, see the best play, the best goals, um, and it's just an experience. Um, and I wish like we were able to go to stadiums and watch games. I think that's another big part of why a lot of young people like uh, Champions League is because of the atmosphere. Um, at the games, it's unreal. I've never been to one, but I've watched many from from home, and just I just picture being at the stadium. Oh, it would be it would be amazing. But um, on yeah, that's my um, that's why I think a lot of young players um, like Champions League. 
let's talk about the Europa League, right? And I think that this league is something that look, I, as a you know basketball guy, I I was not as familiar with, but it's been pretty exciting this year. At least you got Roma and Young Boys uh, at, at top two in the standings, at least from there what I've seen. And mm-hmm. talk about why those teams have been successful, right? And Talk about what made it the differences you in the way if there's any difference in the way of play between the Premier League, Serie A, and Europa. Because I think it's just interesting for fans who at least are mm-hmm. not as familiar in soccer as you are to understand maybe this different styles of play too. But then, but also explain why those two teams I just mentioned, Roma Young Boys, have right. been very successful in the league as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I think in terms of like the style of play in the Europa League, it's kind of hard to describe. Um, because honestly, myself, it's only something I've just started recently watching because Arsenal have been in the Europa League so much. Um, but I can't really describe the style of play in the Europa League. It's, it's unique. Um, and it's like you're getting like not like the best teams in the league, but you're getting like, you know, those contenders for to be the best team. And you're putting them in, in a group and you're saying, OK, now who can be the best of, of this group? Um, and it's very interesting to see like the different games because I remember there was one uh, there was one uh, week where the Europa League had something like it's like fifty nine or sixty goals and that was that's like the most amount of goals in like a match week of the Europa League ever which is in, it's in, which is insane um, so yeah um, and Roma like, to speak about Roma I think Roma have been con- like they're are consistent team in the Champions League like you know I don't I guess a couple of years ago like they were playing Barcelona you know they were playing Chelsea and those were like some amazing games and Roma is just a team that's always been in Europe you know very very experienced like a dominant um, Italian team and so I think just because of that and like like their culture like their culture is European football and I think you know that's why we're seeing Roma. I don't think it's a surprise to see Roma in the Champions League or in the Europa League, and I think it would be a surprise to see Roma not playing um, European soccer like that. That you know, that's one of their ex. I think one of their highest expectations every season is to get either Champions League or Europa League, and I'm not surprised that they're there. As um as far as young boys, I don't really follow young young boys about that much, but I do like just growing up being a soccer fan and, you know, seeing different types of teams that have played in the Champions League and the Europa League, you know, Young Boys has always kind of been there, you know, and um, it's a team that's, like, just kind of low-key, but because of where it's located, um, I'm pretty, you know, I actually don't even quite remember where Young Boys is, but um, there's just certain European countries that, you know, you're always going to see the same teams because they're so dominant in their, like, in their country, and that's, like, for example, like young boys, you know, like Ajax, like especially like Dinamo Zagreb, like they're always going to be one of the best teams in Croatia, and that's how they're going to be in the Europa League and then the and then the um, Champions League. But yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just found out they're uh, the young boys are from uh, Switzerland. So um, yeah, but again, I think that's all just like the different appeals, right? Of just the different leagues, especially because I think a lot of people who play soccer or who are, you know, and especially for international flair, right? Soccer is a huge coming together sport internationally, right? In America, it's growing, but it's not quite as popular as football or basketball or baseball. But if you look at the appeal internationally, soccer, well, football has a huge 
um, appeal to a lot of audiences. And also just like, like, you know, when you, you have a sort of a community feel, a communal mm-hmm. feel, because at least from those teams, you're, you're bringing them together. The fan base are different, at least with COVID it's been very hard because I, I know at least in the premier league, mm-hmm. you have different fan bases and it's fun to see those rivalries go together and the fan player interactions and all that kind of stuff. But let's talk about um, a little bit about, do you think your the chances of Arsenal being in Europe next year? Um, and uh, I want to ask you that because, you know, Arsenal is your, is a team that you really love to follow mm-hmm. and they haven't been as successful recently, even though we talk, just talked about how they are in the top 10 of the premier league. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you kind of seem a little bit more down. I also just want to bring this question up because there's been teams that have been, you know, always flirting with kind of being in Europe and mm-hmm. out of Europe um, within their just being able to play in league games. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, we're currently ninth in the premier league and we're still, we're in the quarterfinals of the Europa league. So I mean, mathematically, there is a chance that within the league, we could get into a position to be in Europe. And that would most likely mean that we'd be playing Europa League again. But are Arsenal consistent enough to get to that position? I'm not sure. We just tied West Ham 3-3. Like, how many more games are we going to lose? How many more games are we going to tie? Like, we actually, we need to start winning games. Otherwise, we're not going to... Like we're just, mathematically, it will be impossible to to qualify for a European spot in the Premier in the Premier League. Okay, we're still in the Europa League, and we're in the quarterfinals. The only way we can play European soccer through the Europa League is to win it, and that means that we would qualify the Champions League. And our next game is against Slavia Praha, who historically, when we played them, you know, we've been really good against them. But recently, I think Slavia Praha have actually been the better team. You know, they've actually been in the Champions League recent years, were more recent years than Arsenal have, and you know they, they they're here in the quarterfinals, and it could be a very tough game for Arsenal. I think I can't say that Arsenal have this game in the bag just because they're so inconsistent. I have no clue what's gonna happen on the day. But if we can get a result if, against Slavia and win both games, it'll be very interesting to see who we get matched up with in the semifinal. And I think there could be a chance that we could win um, the Europa League and qualify for the Champions League. And I, that's really the only way I think we will be able to play European soccer next season. I hope it ha- will happen. That would be amazing. Um, to like, It'd be great to win another trophy in Europe and also qualify for the Champions League. And a lot would change at Arsenal, but it just seems like a stretch. Um, and honestly, this hope of miracles happen <laughs> and it'll work out. Otherwise, I don't know if we might not be playing any European soccer at all if we just you know, don't perform well enough in, in, in this last, you know, the last couple months of the season. So, yeah. Let's talk about which team in Europe is your best team and the best team you have in Europe, right? Mine would probably, I, I, I'm a little bit uh, less knowledgeable than you about this, but at least I, I think, look, if you're talking about, I, I, I view the Premier League as the best league in mm-hmm. Europe and Man City so far has been the best team. Historically, I would, I would say absolutely not, but like, uh, I mean, look, they've been really good, but I'm saying, you know, like past years you could say Liverpool was better or Real Madrid or these kind of teams, right? But I think that, you know, Man City's had an incredible year so far this year. 
And look, I think everyone would kind of expect him to be in contention for that top spot. But I think that, you know, for getting first place in Premier League, there's one difference between expectation versus reality. And that's just what I'd argue. But, you know, you, you watching more soccer than I do, tell me your, your uh, best team in Europe. I think that's going to be interesting for the fans to know. I think right now, at this moment, there has to be Bayern Munich. They just won the Champions League. I think they won six trophies this season, which is like the record amount of trophies you can win. It's also the most amount of trophies you can win in a season is six. So they've done that. Um, it's incredible. They're they're just the best team in Europe. No one can beat them right now. Like in your in the Champions League, they they're just I don't know. They're just too good. Like I think saying I think City very close you know, like, close rival. And I think we just have to watch Man City play Bayern to see who's the best team. Man City's definitely the best team in England, in Europe. I they ha- I think they would have to... For me, they would have to beat Bayern for them to be considered the best team. Um, but also, I think, you know, being called the best team is... Like, I think there's some things you need to have done to to do that, like, win trophies, like, Bayern have proved that by winning, like, crucial games, you know, getting the silverware and doing that six times. You know, Man City have the chance to win the quadruple, which is the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, the uh, Premier League, and the Champions League. So that's, that's Man City's chance of becoming the best team in Europe is winning those four and then they win the Super Cup and then the Club World Cup. They'll have equaled Bayern's, um, Bayern six, and they can be considered the best team. But right now it has to be Bayern because they've done it, and they, you know, they're still here in the semifinals. And I think they could win another Champions League, um, if they stay in their hot run of form that, that they're doing. But yeah, for me right now it's Bayern. City have to prove it, um, and they have the rest of the season to do it. So. You know, I got you on that one. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about your life on campus. Uh, you know, how 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 is uh how has the adjustment been for you? Um, you mentioned that you're doing a club. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of just kind of stuff you've been doing on campus. Um, I generally talk to soccer guys, and like you know, you guys are staying you know in shape and working out. But mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that. You know, how you're adjusting to the academic side of just kind of the whole COVID life thing there on campus, and then just like you know, talk a little bit about the club that you're um, involved in. Yeah, so uh, it's very different, I mean, to be here right now. Um, you know, we have to worry about coronavirus, and um, that means we're getting tested three times a week. Um, there's certain things you can't do that we used to be able to do. Um, just a lot of different, um, like, protocols that we have to adhere to, but it's it doesn't really take away from the experience of being here. I think it's 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 been amazing to be back. Like it's just the campus is so beautiful. Just walking around, I'm just in awe every day. Um, Soccer-wise, we're doing like some team lifts right now with Boyko, um, but we haven't really been able to like practice as a group yet. And also, there are only five of us on campus, so um, yeah. But I think at the end of the month, we'll be able to to start practicing with the coach and you know get back into it. Um, to I guess to stay in shape, I've just been you know, going on runs and whatnot on my own um, and just playing soccer with, like, the guys that are here and maybe with the club soccer group, that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, 
Oh yeah, and uh, my club. Uh, I started a club, or I didn't. So I didn't really start this club. It was Barky Bernie who came up with the idea, and then they asked me if I wanted to be a treasurer. So I joined with them, and um, we created this club called Morning After Football. And the idea of the club is to come together on weekends and watch soccer matches um, and have food and discuss and have a good time. And so um, Barky and Bernie, they spent a lot of time getting all that work done. Actually, when we were all last on campus and they got it approved before we before we left. And I got back and I was like, yo, maybe I can pilot the club so that when everyone's back in the fall, um, you know, we can just have it up and running. And so I've been leading that and it's been great. We've been watching games together. We had a FIFA tournament. Uh, everyone's been having a good time. We have this massive group chat where sometimes I'll post like a controversial question and then people just go at each other. It's really good. Um, and you should join. I, you know, I'll add you to the group chat. <laughs> uh, you should join us. And definitely once we're up and running in the fall, you know, we're going to have games all the time people to watch and different activities and we're very excited to, to do this so that's awesome man that's awesome and, then, and again like 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 i made the statement before you know sports is a good way to bring people together right it's a good way to have your friends debate about fun sports topics always have some fun but you know thank you again for coming on today you know i i definitely always appreciate the good soccer talk also i'm just glad to hear that you're doing well up at amherst and everything like that it's just good to see you again pal yeah and um you know wish you all the best and uh can't wait to see you soon for sure yeah mike thanks for having me it's always great to talk soccer with you i feel like next time we talk we should not talk soccer and i need to learn more about basketball or, you know one of your expertise uh but yeah thanks for having me again and uh can't wait to see you soon my guy absolutely absolutely well everyone that's sean dubay uh amherst men's soccer uh, junior. Uh, he just joined the Shred Takes podcast to su- discuss some soccer as well as his activities on campus. Sean, thank you and have a good one. All right. We'll see you, Mike. Thank you.